0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. This is yours truly, Cherry Agarwal and on the panel today we have desk writer Gaurav Sarkar. Hello, Gaurav. Hi, Cherry. Back on time? It's
1: been a while. (laughs)
0: How have you been and what have you been up to?
1: Currently uh, bitching on the last episode of Game of Thrones and retrospectively the entire season actually now that I think about it.
0: So why do you guys spend so much time on it if you just want to lambast seven it? Seven years
1: is not so much time. <laughs> it's just seven, <laughs> seven years. Seven years is
0: not so much time. <laughs> it's
1: just seven years.
0: We also have our Head of Research Ayush Tiwari who's also the new Metro Manager. Right Ayush?
2: Uh, no, I'm not. What is this? You're mistaking me for someone else. <laughs> Who is this person you were getting over this podcast? But you mistook him for me.
0: So, apparently in the last podcast, Ayush was in fact-checked and he was like, I managed the metro when he was talking about, he has to take the metro, he has to manage with the metro when his bike na, isn't na, there. Na, 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 na. <laughs> so, also from NL Hindi, we have a correspondent Basant Kumar. Hi Basant. Hello. Basant has been doing some fabulous reporting from NL Hindi. Right, Basant? What have you been up to?
3: You are saying what you are doing. What is
1: your car doing?
3: No, it is not. In the past, I was told that my car was a very good thing. But what is it? It is a very good thing. It is a very good thing.
0: Okay, then. I, on the other hand, am happy to report it's almost the end of May and I am yet to switch on my air conditioner. Hashtag less pills
2: how, <laughs> how, how, how have you not switched on your English?
0: I have really cool house which
2: <laughs> No, you have a real cool
0: That is true But I really have a cool house Which is three floors above my house And there are buildings all around So, I really Yeah, you have
2: know. a ground floor And it's very caved in yeah. Yes Okay hmm.
0: And uh, ayush korov Basan Now that electioneering is coming to an end How different your life will be?
1: I think in a way it'll be tougher because like so much of the dope that is now readily available in the main news cycle will not be there, you know. So you'll have to like proactively look for more stuff, mm-hmm. find out more stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean the, that fun you get, the zing factor when you're reading a newspaper every day that have been you know really, really relishing in the last
3: one month, that will go.
0: I think I am actually happy that election is winding down. This has just been Same. so much of politics, politics, politics.
3: हां मैं भी वही कहने जा रहा था कि हम मुद्दों पे बात कर ही नहीं पा रहे हैं। इस चुनाव में तो मैं मेरा पहला लोकसभा चुनाव था मैं सुनता था कि बड़ा मजा आता है लेकिन इस लोकसभा चुनाव में तो हम देख रहे थे चुनाव मतलब नेताओं का इंटरव्यू हर आदमी इंटरव्यू के पीछे पड़ा हुआ था स्टोरी थी नहीं मुद्दे थे नहीं
0: uh, but I would like to differ some, there have been some really fantastic ground reports, especially the NL Sena reports, Anumeha Neha's report. Anumeha's Meha's Tharkan report was excellent. No, there. I think
1: he's talking about like big shot report, uh, interviews in general, just like yeah. the Modi, Raga interviews. I mean, in
0: general, I agree that it becomes about politicians hmm. rather than issues, Face which time. is something... Pratik was mentioning in the last podcast that we need to focus on issues, especially the regional
3: media. We always do it. we about are blue We're We're
0: You'll have to do more ground reports for that. But oh, should we move on towards do it. the discussion? Let's okay. do it. Today, we'll be discussing exit polls, the questions one must ask of these exit polls, why the coverage given to these exit polls must be reined in, the indulgence of news channels with the exit poll numbers. We'll also be talking about the looming water scarcity. We'll also be discussing Pragya Thakur's comment on Nathuram Godse and Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Kedar visit. Gaurav, what will you be talking about?
1: Well, uh, I'll give you guys some dope on the MJ Akbar, Priyaramani hearing that happened yesterday. It was a three-hour deposition, cross-examination of MJ Akbar done by Rebecca John. So we'll primarily discuss that and we'll also discuss the passing away of a legendary F1 racer called Nikki Lauda who died at 70 and he has one of the greatest backstories ever.
0: Okay. Before we deep dive, I really want to give a huge shout out to our producer Parikshit Sanyal for his dogged efforts aka weekly WhatsApp reminders to ensure we record on time.
2: You do that, not him.
0: Hello, he does that. Even yesterday oh. he was asking. Yesterday to record he did kar it. Kar yes. Even before that he Achha. he asks.
2: Sorry our Parikshit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and as Parikshit would testify, putting together a podcast takes a lot of time, effort, resources, people. So do consider subscribing and joining our growing tribe.
2: And also, listeners, if you listen to our podcast on any other app like Spotify, Stitcher or iTunes, don't forget to go to our website www.newslaundry.com to check out the other cool stuff that we do.
0: And we already have a new channel. So so our podcasts are available there also. Do check that out. So Gaurav, first up, what's been underreported?
1: Something that was underreported in the last 24 to 36 hours is the death of... uh, Former F1 racer, Niki Lauda. He died at the age of 71. Uh, usually, we don't discuss sport or, like, anything else on this podcast because Cherry is not really a big fan of sport. No, but or... you
0: can bring it up if you want.
1: So, okay. So, over lunch, we are discussing as to why his death holds a certain importance. Um, Niki Lauda, back in 76, if I'm not wrong, he... Uh, he's this calm demeanor sort of F1 racer who's very calculated and he doesn't take like unnecessary risks, but his calculations are so spot on that he kept coming first in the championship. His arch nemesis and also like completely inverse to his characters, this guy called James Hunt, who is who has like long hair, who's like a womanizer, drinks champagne after matches, etc, etc. He used to keep coming second all the time. And back then, Lauda and uh, Hunt... It came down to first, second place, and the last match of the Grand Prix was left, and it was taking place in, uh, it was taking place at a very, very slippery and like rainy track in Germany. And Niki Lauda, being the calculative person that he is, went up and told the race guys that, uh, you know, we shouldn't be racing under these circumstances. But Ethan, but uh, James Hunt came and said that, oh, you're already first, so if we call off this race, then the entire championship will go to you, so I don't get a fair shot. And let's remember that Ethan Hunt is like very reckless; he takes like really sharp turns around, etc., etc. The race started because all the drivers are like, no, even we want a fair shot, etc. Niki Laura kicked off. He was first. And towards the end of the last few laps, his car exploded. It crashed, it exploded. And he was burnt from head down to toe. Like his entire helmet was on and his face was on fire. It's One
0: gruesome, but given that it's election season and we were just discussing how there there's limited crown reporting, how the focus must be on mm. that. For Indian people, why do you think this story should have received I think more the, uh, attention?
3: Ra-
1: for F1 racers, people who watch their championship a lot, uh, for it's it's like probably saying that Beckham passed away you know for like a United fan or like mm. Eric Antona passed away but the, the backstory of Lauda is such that once this, he caught fire once he had such a bad accident he trained for the entire year he couldn't put on his helmet because his face was burnt Shit, yeah, he trained sounds... the entire year he came back the next year and he won the championship under those circumstances wow so there's a, there's a movie called Rush also, if either of you guys have watched it. It's a 2013 film, Chris Hemsworth. Damn good. You guys should definitely check it and out.
0: And because of the history that he has had, you think it should have received more coverage, his death?
1: Yeah. I, so it's not like it's not received coverage, but it's received the usual 6, 8, 10, this guy passed <laughs> away, etc, etc, achievements. But no one really, like, someone should. Someone like the New Yorker should do like a proper deep story, talk to his family about what happened back then. Like a
0: prof- proper good profile. Yeah, like
1: <laughs> spend some time, give, give, give this guy the respect it deserves.
0: But yeah. पूरे लेख में सबसे कम अटेंशन किस बात को मिला
3: कश्मीर में 16 मई के दिन एक लड़के जो जिसकी उम्र 14 साल थे असी महमद उसका नाम था वो उसके 60 साल के पिता को पत्थरबाजी के आरोप में जेल में रखा गया था वो अपने okay. पिता से मिले सोपियान के एसएसपी थाने एसएसपी ऑफिस गया वहां से लौट रहा था <laughs> जो दिल्ली की मीडिया ने कोई स्पेस नहीं दिया स्पेस क्यों देना चाहिए ये ये मैं इसलिए कह रहा हूं कि काफी लंबे समय से बात चल रही है कि आ, पैलेट्स गन का इस्तेमाल नहीं होगा राजनाथ सिंह भी कई बार कह चुके हैं वहां जब वहां जाते हैं गृह मंत्री के रूप में तो कहते
1: हैं
3: कि हम पैलेट्स गन के कि भुहरान के इंकाउंटर के बाद जो पूरा लंबे समय तक वहां 144 लगा रहा उसमें 6000 लोग पैलेट गन से घायल हुए जिसमें से 782 लोग Hmm. Oh. Hmm. I remember there was this tiny little girl, and the story दे, was के I remember
0: there was this tiny little girl, and the story was
3: भी I was होता है, हल्का जख्म reporting है, लेकिन जब I पे लग that तो रोशनी चली जाती I I was told was told that I was that I was उस गांव में 50 लोगों से मिला था कोई 10वीं क्लास का लड़का कोई 15 12वीं का लड़का कोई बीए कर रहा है कोई रोजगार कर रहा है जिनके आंखों में पैरेट लगा हुआ है और एक बार पैलेट लगने के बाद आदमी देख नहीं पाता तो पूरा करियर खराब हो जाता है
0: तो मेरा आपसे सवाल ये है, आप खुद ही so
3: 14 60 पत्थर मारने में मतलब एक तरीके से प्रशासन की भी देखा जाए कि एक 60 साल का आदमी जो लगभग शायद काफी एज्ड हो चुके होते हैं वो पत्थरबाजी में कैसे शामिल हो सकते हैं चलिए वो तो इन्वे, इन्वेस्टिगेशन का मामला है उससे मिलके आ आ रहे उसको पैलेट लग जाता है और मीडिया और तमाम के बात करने वाले so, शायद पैलेट गन पे शक्ति के साथ सरकार पे incident, और उस this प्रतिबंध लग जाता
0: सी addressing the larger issue of नॉट जस्ट दिस पर्टिकुलर इंसिडेंट बट यूजिंग दिस इंसिडेंट एज अ पेग एड्रेसिंग द लार्जर a ऑफ पैलेट गन्स बट लोकल एडमिनिस्ट्रेशन ने इस पर्टिकुलर इंसिडेंट पे कुछ कहा है हैव दे टेकन
3: ऐसा तो कुछ सामने नहीं अभी जो हालात हो जाते हैं कई बार इंकाउंटर के दौरान कि लोग मिलिटेंट्स को सुरक्षित करने लगते हैं और मिलिटेंट्स को बचाते हैं तो उस हालत में हमें मजबूरन पैलेट यूज करना पड़ता है लेकिन कई बार जो वहाँ के लोग हैं हम किसको भरोसा करें लेकिन कई बार सेना ऐसे भी थोड़ा सा माहौल शांत करने क Uh, I think we
0: definitely need a more comprehensive ground report to discuss this issue. But Gaurav, to you and Basant both, since we are talking about media's coverage of an issue, one of the rules of journalism or one of the ways a news cycle or a news report works is proximity right when we are talking about delhi media it doesn't have proximity to let's say germany yeah. it doesn't have proximity to let's say kashmir it is important and kashmir is kashmir is india right germany is hmm. still international so i mean do you still think uh, God of coming to you, it should have received more attention by the Indian media
1: I think geographical boundaries are trumped by uh, a certain section of people being interested in a particular thing you know, so like people who play chess across the world might come together even though like they're from different countries and they might discuss the sport in general, so geographical proximity is there, of course it's one of the main aspects of journalism that I have to be close to a source of news to be able to relate to it. But what if the, my interest in that particular subject trumps the geographical border? Hmm. I think in that case it works out pretty well.
0: Basant, coming to you about Kashmir, do you think the Delhi media uses this distance as an excuse to not report on certain important stories?
3: Yes. that you Kashmir Uttarakhand or North East. Delhi media... नहीं कवर करती है और असर दिल्ली मीडिया के रिपोर्ट पे ही होता है because in Kasmir, the people in Kasmir will keep their rights. If a journalist of Delhi covers it, I का that it will be a lot of impact. And the way the ground reporting is reduced in journalism, मतलब, कोई, कोई you know, I to, think that where any organization is able to spend so
1: Just a very quick add to uh, what Basant was saying, that because when you asked him why does this story any more importance than use of pellet guns in general, Doctors are, doctors are saying that this 14-year-old boy is not going to get his vision back. So, it's very different than just being attacked by a pellet gun. No, but these, Here your this odds.
0: has been... Yesterday, Jammu and Kashmir Civil Society released a report about torture. Mm. And there have been so many reports about use of pellet guns where people have lost eyesight. It's not not just this young boy. So, my point was why this particular story? and he, The issue of pellet guns definitely needs much more attention. Hmm.
2: And actually, if you want to find out more, we've done a podcast on this called Let's Talk About Kashmir, where oh, there's yeah. a segment on whether pellet guns are actually effective or not. So listeners can check that out.
0: But just one bit adding to what Pasant was saying. I think Delhi journalists going there, okay, there might be this little bit that reporters will might have some bias in the report. But I don't think we can do away with the importance of local reporters and parachuting from Delhi to report on ground reports ground realities which Delhi media might not
3: understand is आ, very अगर, tricky. agar main agar ek ground matlab patrakaron है, है, जो हैं, unko है reporter hai hmm. there are a
0: lot of contours to it and i agree with you but what I'm trying to say is there's no way we can send Delhi reporters everywhere right it has to be the importance of local reporting people who understand the culture people who understand the different narratives it has to come from there I actually
1: completely agree with that because in Kashmir if you see the local reports that come out are way better than the Delhi reports that come about on Kashmir they're so much more timely they're so much more detailed and their stringer lobby in Kashmir is just so tight compared to anywhere else you know it's tough to I penetrate also that
0: understanding, I think even if let's say a Delhi reporter goes there it shouldn't just be his going to go there for this. If he has an understanding, if she has an understanding of what's happening, if they have an understanding and a hold over the issue, then yes, for sure, go for it. But no, it no. cannot be you parachute there, doing no, a an no, report no, and come no. back. Ayush, moving on, coming to you, what have you been up to? What did you think was underreported?
2: So, actually, there's a very interesting report on print uh, by Snehesh on the psychological operations between Snehesh Philip? Yes, uh, between India and Pakistan after Balakot. And it uh, the story goes that the PA, the Pakistani Air Force, has uh, these patches, new patches on the uniform, which show the Indian uh, jet plane, the Mirage 21, being eaten by a dragon. Uh, dragon, because it's a, it's a Chinese symbolism, and they claim that the JF 17 is what killed the they claim the G F seventeen is what, you know, down the Indian plane and that G F seventeen mm. is manufactured by China. So they have shown these Patches that are
0: being used officially used on the uniforms of uh, military personnel from both the countries? The
2: patches are not official. The oh, patches okay. are usually matter of pride. Even different squadrons have different patches. Okay. So there is one with this dragon eating up the Indian plane. <laughs> and there's another one which says um, it shows two Indian planes uh-huh. and you know there's a cross on them, a red cross, wow. and it goes no Innovative. right to plea. Unlawful aircrafts are eternally grounded and impounded. So that kind of language, and we responded to that, by <laughs> printing, our own, um, printing our own, printing our own thing. But the thing is, with what do we us, have? We have
1: Modi's face. No, <laughs> <Yeah>? <laughs> not yet. That's 2019
2: or 2024. Modi with a dragon, with. Uh. Targaryen. Actually so ours is uh, so the one what we know is the art patch we've used is only for Abhinandan squadron only they've uh-huh. used this and it shows um, uh MiG 21 and it says Falcon Slayers and Falcon is what the Pakistani airplanes are called but I see Gaurav's so.
0: obsession with GOT slipping into all his analogies
2: <laughs> <laughs> and there are I mean this is a podcast so obviously one can't see these patches but I would definitely, you know, refer the listeners to this article. It's called After Balakot, Pakistani and Indian Air Forces are now fighting war of uniform patches. And so the link
0: just, will be right under this podcast. Yeah, and
2: it just gives an insight into how, you know, psychological operations and either these are very minor ones. But correctly, if out. I'm
1: mistaken over here, patches mm. are a regular thing across military uniforms in the Air Force yeah, across yeah. the world, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, some but patches definitely are. A lot. Like I think the uh, in the US when you, fl- I don't know if you've seen it, there's this one fighter plane that has like eyes in the Front and it has teeth as well. It's one Mm. of the raptors. Right. So people who fly those have a certain patch as well over here which signifies that I belong to this particular right, squadron. Right. But in this, did we have patches before this? Did,
2: yeah, did we have patches. I'm sure there are official patches which as a member of the Air Force or the Navy you have to have. But, but there are this also Pakistan patches. context
1: is what yeah. is new.
2: You can get, I mean, if you're a squadron and you fought in a certain battle, hmm. then you can get a separate patch for your you know own squadron. This is a small community pride thing.
0: But I do want to ask you, what makes this story important, even that, again...
2: It's so <laughs> cool, but I think it's a really cool story. No, I, I, yeah, I think it's cool, but what is important is psychological uh, warfare is, you know, very as important as physical warfare. I wouldn't really call this
0: warfare. What's the scale of this that I mean, we can call it warfare? Psychological
2: operations, Then I mean, but it's still part of putting one down using just, you know, these very mean... And rude patches. I
0: mean, you said it's not even official being used by officials. Let me tell
2: you how it's also very political. So, Mm -hmm. we claim that the planes used by the Pakistani was the Mm F-18. Now, Pakistanis can't use F-18 in combat Combat because they have a treaty with the United States. So, they claim it's a JF-17, which is China. And in that patch, they put a dragon. So there's this politics of symbolism at play here also because they're... But they're also reinforcing that jhoot on their own uniforms. But it's
0: not being used officially, right? So how much... I mean, I can start making patches. Does that make it really important? You can't put anything
2: also. Obviously, it's not key it has to go. So if you read the piece, mm-hmm. you need an approval from your squadron leaders. Uh-huh. I think they in a way it also
1: boosts like the morale of squadrons, yeah. right? In general. Yeah. We're a tribe now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, moving on. One of the most underreported things this election season, I feel, is the water scarcity and how it is yet to become an electoral issue. I see the look you're giving me and I'll tr- Ayush is giving me this weird look Uh, like is it really really water scarcity no
2: I didn't because I just had water and then you said water scarcity (laughs) that's why I gave you the look oh
0: okay but I think this has been underreported because of also the scale of water scarcity, which is really alarming. The centre has issued a drought advisory to six states. Six states, can you believe it? This includes Maharashtra, Gujarat, Karnataka, Andhra Pradesh, Telangana, and Tamil Nadu. The centre sent out this advisory after water storage in dams dropped to critical level. What does this mean? This means that water in dams is 20% lesser than the average. We're not talking about the full capacity, we're talking about the average. And 20% lesser than the average. Let me put this in perspective. What do I mean by water scarcity and why do I think it should be an electoral issue, right? 26 reservoirs in Maharashtra have reached zero storage as of May 18th. 26 reservoirs. Just in one state, right? This means, what does zero storage mean? This means at the current water levels, water cannot be drained out using the regular outlets. They have to be pumped out. Now, in Narsak district, the scarcity of water is forcing villagers to break the dam gate. And the Dhanoli Dam... They broke the gate to divert water. Unfortunately, the breach led to the flooding of the farms around. And finally, the police had to arrest these six people who broke the dam. I mean, people are being forced to go and break the gate of the dam for water.
2: Yeah. And surprisingly, Nasik falls in just near the uh, western ghats. You know, mm. when the plain Deccan ends and the ghats begin. And if you go there in the monsoon, there is so much water. So it just makes me wonder that itna barish hone ke baad. And these are so many dams. If you go trekking around mm. the hills, you come across dam at most random places. Mm. And there is no water because I've always seen these dams you know, replenished but in the summer, yeah. This
1: is from, your, this is from your Simbi days or From my Simbi days
2: yeah. <laughs> from days, yeah. But
0: it's not just there, right? Several villages have been receiving water in tankers. Now if there's no water, they have to rely on tankers. But the tankers are only coming thrice in one day. Mm-hmm. Let's move from Maharashtra, let's come to Gujarat. The water shortage is so acute that people in Navsari village are being forced to drink polluted water.
3: हाँ मैं कह maharashtra में, में तो बहुत बुरे I मतलब मैं एक
0: it's terrible the situation
3: in maharashtra 40-45 but haven't the
1: rainfalls that have been forecasted right now show that like it's no, going to be a heavy to good oh, rain
0: one thing that they have said is the rainfall is also delayed which is why there's also rationing happening in mangalore because even after the rationing schedule they are not going to be able to meet the water demands for the next month. I will come to Mangalore also, but let's move from Gujarat to Goa. A PANGOA survey released on May 9th, which was last week, it was done by Goa Livelihoods Forum, a non-profit think tank. It revealed that four of the five sub-districts, 60% of the respondents have said that the water shortage is acute. And these are regions ravaged by mining, which means the water is being used for that and people don't have enough water to drink. And in any of these areas, who gets impacted the most? People who are marginalized, right? Again, let me contextualize this. What does this mean when we talk about marginalized people being most impacted in Mara village? This village is in Madhya Pradesh's Morena Lok Sabha constituency, right? In this village, there's a singular hand pump in the village and socially dominant, even though the Gujars are uh, under the OBC category, they're socially dominant to the Adivasis who live there. And they have taken ownership of the hand pump, which is supposed to be used by all the villagers. Now the Adivasis are forced to walk four to five kilometers every day, spend about five to six hours just to get water. They're walking under the blazing heat just to get water. I mean, the water scarcity is intense and we still don't have this as an electoral issue. And the media is doing bits and pieces of coverage. There's no there is no.
2: There was a Hindustan Times report from Beed in Maharashtra and one of the activists was quoted as saying that because the elections were on, the candidates were ensuring that there was a supply of water. And then he said, but once the voting gets over, then the real impact will be seen because then people would stop doing that. <laughs> no,
1: just it's a scary. question here is also that does uh does like water scarcity or the importance of water does it play a role in electoral politics? I mean,
0: it these, should, it right? It should
1: for sure. But then for that, you also need to change the mindset of the electorate because I don't think you're going to sway voters by pitching that we have less water.
0: I think it'll make a difference. It's like if we see this is something we I was discussing when I was in South Delhi constituency that we are still talking about bijli and road and pani. Hmm. So, I mean, if people are still struggling for the basics after 70 years of independence and water is something that we have just taken for granted, ki paas hai. But now this is hitting the lives across states, right? We just covered Maharashtra, Madhya Pradesh and Goa. There's another example from Jharkhand, And then there's
3: Karnataka. You can see Delhi, i my house in tanker एक मर्डर भी हो गया था पानी को लेकर संगम बिहार में आप जाइए लोग पानी के लिए मतलब मारपीट भी हो जाती है वहीं पे छोटे-छोटे बच्चे पानी भरने के लिए सुबह से लगे रहते हैं अभी मैं पिछले दिनों लोकसभा चुनाव के दौरान एक गांव में गया था वहां महिलाओं का काम बस पानी भरना है सुबह 6:00 बजे से 12:00 तक और शाम you से राध तक तो दिल्ली की स्थिति आप को तो
1: Lead to things like a organized tanker ma- t- tanker mafia, you know, yeah. who controls the price, etc. of these. And that then becomes problematic because not only do you have a shortage of water, now you have to pay more to get wa- your hands on any kind of water. And yeah.
0: like I was talking about that uh, marginalized communities being mm. impacted more. So that hand pump, which is supposed to be used by all the villagers, mm. is being used by the socially dominant goochers in the village. And these people are now charging 200 bucks for a tanker for like an eight can. Uh, for, they're charging 200 bucks for eight cans of water. People do not have enough money to make ends meet. They have mm-hmm. to pay 200 bucks Shade. for water, and that is how is a family supposed to survive on that?
1: So I guess when you look at it this way, yeah, it should be a part of electoral politics for sure. But I just don't think that the average Indian voter is environmentally like conscious it or cares. It depends on who
0: you think your average Indian voter is.
3: When you are you think
1: average Indian voter really like. You'd be able to sway him with the, with a the water scarcity The My pitch. next
0: example will tell you that it is impacting people. People are just coming on the ground and protesting. In Mangalore, where water scarcity has been termed as alarming by the deputy commissioner, water supply to the entire city, as I mentioned earlier, is being rationed. Hmm. So residents get continuous supply for 96 hours, followed by no water supply for 72 hours. You're living three days without water. People can't bathe. People are saying that they don't have water after they go and shit. So three days without water supply, people, residents are coming out and saying Ki, your water management plan is shit. We need water. But what is the administration supposed to do? Because they're like, dams are hitting zero storage. Mm-hmm. And if we pump out water, it's going to impact the efficiency of the dam. It's going to impact the dam structure. In Chhattisgarh, for example, locals are conducting foot marches to protect the Indravati River. The water level is so less that the river is going to dry out. And if the river dries out, people won't have any source of water, but it will also impact the local hmm. e- ecosystem, right? So, I mean, it is becoming an electoral issue. People are demanding that water, there is a water rationing or a water saving plan. But I think it's just...
1: Going 96 hours without water is just unbelievable, man. Yeah.
0: In another part of Karnataka, Narika workers are giving up work because they're searching for water. So, I mean, just the impact scale of water scarcity is huge and I don't think I have seen like a very comprehensive, detailed, long form story to sort of bring to light how important this is. Maharashtra. kya baat story. So, this is why I really thought, like, given the scale, I really thought this was super underreported. A
2: very good uh, resource for, you know, I think a book I read in college which actually predicted this, I don't know when it was actually happening, but it was Praful Bidwai who was uh, one of the great Indian historians of the Communist Party of India. And he wrote a book on the climate change in the Indian subcontinent. Mm -hmm. And I think the most exhaustive chapter on that book talks about how the underground levels in the subcontinent, especially in the northern part of the subcontinent, has hit its not, uh, I wouldn't even say historical low, but almost uh, uh, physiological, geological low. Because historical would be history of man, but physiological would be history of, you know, even going back before, man. So it's really bad.
0: Definitely. So one should check that out. And moving from... From here, from uh, what other issues that have been underreported, Aish? What did you think was overreported this past week?
2: I think what was overreported um, just before the f- we went into polling, because then they have the exit polls, and definitely we'll come to that. But what was before that, creating headlines was uh, Ms. Thakur's comment on Mr. Godse.
0: <laughs> here we are talking about BJP candidates, yes, right? back.
2: Yeah, so she said, uh, I mean, she look. What we know for her, what we know about her is that she's been very cautious about saying things, and people in Madhya Pradesh, political leaders in Madhya Pradesh, have made sure that they keep an eye out for whatever she's speaking.
0: Because she's already indulged in exactly. a lot of controversy.
2: So, uh, Pragya Singh Tharkur broke into the headlines once again and this time it was because while she was doing a rally in Bhopal, just an ANI reporter just slyly <laughs> creeped in his mic and asked her a question about what she thinks about Kamal Hasan's statement that uh, Godse was the first Hindu extremist you know, in, of independent India. Mm-hmm. And she obviously said Ki, Ghotse Deshbhakthe, deshbhakt, and Deshbhakthe deshbhakt and all that. And that created a lot of uh, actually justifiable over-reporting in the media. Mm-hmm. And I think what was the the factor that actually made it so worthy of over-reporting is because of the sort of, see politicians are involved in scandals all the time. BJP has a history of MLA saying very stupid things in the last five years, but the novelty of the scandal is what really touched and drawn nerve very deep inside Rabban was the last time you remember when the BJP or even Modi mm. retracted something publicly you know scolded the one of their MLAs or one of their MPs for saying something stupid okay. I can't BJP might have done it PM Modi though, I don't even remember Amit,
3: sahab, Amit sahab ah, even Amit Shah
2: Modi ji nakaag gaham dil se maaf Exactly. So, for I mean, you realize how raw nerves this thing had touched when hmm. they came out and said this. But then,
0: when you're saying that there's this novelty, then why do you think it was overreported? See, BJP and Modi ji are fighting the elections based on the national card, national security, national identity. And here we are talking about Nathuram Gotsen. here we are talking about MK Gandhi. So, it's justified, it's important. So, why is it overreported then?
2: Because it's important. Right.
0: No, but then how is it overreported? Then it got the headlines that it deserved.
2: Yeah, and that's why it was overreported, which is which is. And I started out by saying it was justifiably overreported. If you were hearing me, K- format change out. kar diya slyly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but I, see, if overreported doesn't have to be something that's a bad thing. If it's overreported, it is well. No, I'm
0: not saying bad thing, but when we say overreported, we then mean that it got much more attention than it really deserved. But what you're saying, it got the attention that it deserved. In my
1: opinion, first we go find that ANI reporter <laughs> and we tell him, bro, why have you done this? <laughs> <laughs> You've just eaten <laughs> up two days of the news cycle. <laughs> <will> <laughs> <take> <laughs> bhi bhi do tha. Um,
0: do the, both of you agree that uh, it got the attention that it deserved? Or I do you think, think, think stuff th-
1: like that has no value to Mugi. like a voter. Mugi. It has zero value to a voter. Like, I mean, think about it, Ayush, like, what am I going to do knowing about some woman who's just entered politics and her opinion on goats? Yeah. It actually, before casting my vote, it has no value to me. Right. So.
0: What do you think about what you
3: think about it? I think that I have always felt that I didn't comment on the comment. And when I was in the media, I was like, I'm going to go to the media. And I'm going to go to the media. Ik so it's a good
0: way to take away the attention from much-deserved topics. Haan. No, but I, sure? I
2: disagree with both of those, uh, with that idea that it shouldn't have deserved attention. It should have deserved attention because it's... I mean, look, it, your nation is not... and your politics is not just about governance and hard issues of water. And these are obviously issues that depend and impinge on lived experience. But a nation is also built upon the ideas of nationhood. If you take this one person and justify and you deify him and this man killed Mahatma Gandhi then that, that should matter to people. It, to say that it shouldn't matter to the average waiter or it doesn't matter is disagreeable. I want to
3: know that you are saying that he has said that Ghotse is a gift. In Meirat, in the past 25-30 years, Ghotse is a I have met with the gift that Ghotse says that is a gift. Gandhi, just this, may Gandhi could rush with a manager that was good. She could puja horrey. To as a good slog, hotte, and to the Maghribs a Bimar But then, they're not, they're not running for the parliament.
2: Also, maybe a quick, ha, so you are, you are, if you, this woman on the 20th, after 23rd, might be stepping into the parliament. And for someone of that, capacity din and, hoga quick, sunset, I so, I add, This is probably
1: a little random when it comes from a very, from reading way too many conspiracy theories. But what are the odds that this entire thing, you know, of, of like retracting Pragya's comment and admonishing her publicly hmm. was actually a stunt pulled in like the last 48 hours of like campaigning or electioneering because you want to get votes from the other side of the spectrum also, right? You don't only want the Hindu card votes. And I guess it is possible, you know. Which is you the other come. side of the spectrum. Yeah,
3: he, he, See,
1: what I'm trying to say is that Thakur hmm. says this, okay, about would right. say and then Modi admonishes her. Hmm who who does he get plus points or brownie points from he gets it from the liberals then right yeah. he doesn't get it from the who i would say pseudo nationalists so it's okay it's
0: now we are hearing a lot of conspiracy theories moving on from this topic basant aapke nazar mein kaun si story thi jo bahut hi zyada over reported thi
3: nahi honi chahiye thi wo pradhan mantri ki kedarnath ki yatra thi chunav prachar khatm hota hai ji ek din baad bangal mein chunav हम बंगालिस्त ले कह रहे हैं कि दोनों लोगों ने बीज, बीजेपी ने और ममता बनर्जी ने वहां काफी धुबी ध्रुवीकरण किया जी। एक दिन पहले प्रधानमंत्री पहुंच जाते हैं किदारनाथ बद्रीनाथ और वहां, वहां जिस तरीके से ऐसे होता है जैसे फिल्म की शूटिंग चल रही हो हर भाव भंगीमा के साथ तस्वीरें क्लिक मतलब प्रधानमंत्री की धार्मिक यात्रा है बहुत सारे प्रधानमंत्री गए यात्रा पे उनका उनको पूजा पाठ करना चाहिए अब वो वहां योगा करते हैं और ध्यान कर रहे हैं तो उसको भी चश्मा वो आप तस्वीरें देखिए कि कहां-कहां कहा, कैमरामैन घुस तस्वीरें क्लिक कर रहे
0: हैं बट कि एक धार्मिक
3: यात्रा है कोई भारत सरकार की यात्रा उस तरीके नहीं यात्रा पे थे और आपको यह बात पता है कि पश्चिम बंगाल में हिंदू मुस्लिम किया जा रहा है और इसका असर सीधे वहाँ होगा। यह एजेंडा था, कोई ऐसी यात्रा नहीं थी। मुझे जहाँ लग रहा है।
0: No, I would rebut the saying कि वहाँ पे अभी डेवलपमेंट की बहुत ज़्यादा ज़रूरत है। Modi going there, taking the media there would bring the attention to the situation of the region।
3: 19 तारीख के चुनाव से पहले और चुनाव के बीच ही समय था you know what, that's true. Media yes, yeah.
0: should have brought this up. So we can say ki quality of coverage, the questions that should have been raised, the issues that they should have been focusing on could have been more diverse, but should the ne media
3: not have focused in, in fact has or, Modi
1: go, sorry in fact has Modi gone to Kedarnath before in like the last five years that we even know of on like such a big scale why pick a time on like the last day of electioneering you know so this
0: is a question that the media could have asked so here we are talking about quality not the quantity but the question was
3: something was that over reported he knows
2: he'll win. Uh, according to India today, he has booked all his foreign travels till September, back in March. He Usko very pata confident hai wo he's very coming back. And if he wants to redeem that image of his because this term is going to see much more of what the first term has seen. So there'll be more radical Hindutva. He'll be Hindu Hiddar Samrat by the end of 2024. 20, So he built that that image, but the way the the cameras were functioning and the way they were set up to capture every moment, every angle of his devotion, it was rather distasteful. So
0: the quality of coverage was problematic, but may or may not be the quantity. They could have focused on a lot of other issues, given that the Prime Minister was going there and maybe focus on the development of the region and the much needed issues that should have gotten coverage. Gaurav? You were in the court when the M. J. Akbar deposition was happening. Even this time, what happened there? Could you tell us quickly?
1: So I'll wrap it up because, like, we've been covering Priyaramani M. J. Akbar for a while now. But uh, the last time that the hearing happened, Rebecca John, who is Ramani's lawyer, didn't get to cross-examine Akbar properly because Geeta Lutra just kept behaving like the girl in class. Geeta
0: Lutra is MJ, is MJ Akbar's
1: uh, counsel. So, and she really reminds me of this, that girl in class who just keeps shooting up her hand, you know, when the teacher is teaching and always wants to interrupt. She's that person. And this and that's time, a bad thing? Cherry was yeah. that person. Yeah, Cherry, cherry was that person. person. In school. I
0: like how you're saying that. Huh? But continue. But,
1: she, I mean, like you don't interrupt the teacher all the time, right? And the same way you don't interrupt the judge. And uh, the way it works is when a cross-examination is going on, you have yielded the ground to the other lawyer. You're not supposed to interrupt her back then. Anyway, yesterday, a couple of main points. Uh, the first was that the entire process of the deposition, the entire cross-questioning went on for over three and a half hours. There were about 160-165 questions put to MJ Akbar. Uh, He arrived late for uh, the hearing, etc. But outrightly, he denied everything from start to end, which includes that Priya Ramani met him when she was 23 years old at an Oberoi hotel in uh, Nariman Point in Bombay. So starting from there, he's just refuted everything. Basically, all the questions put forth, he's just said that, you know, I cannot recall, it was 25, 30 years back. And uh, Rebecca John did a solid, solid job of cross-questioning MJ Akbar and she really exhausted him. But... Gita Lutra kept saying that, you know, when questions were posed about Harvey Weinstein and about all the women who have already accused Akbar of sexual harassment, hmm. she just kept saying that this is irrelevant. I mean, it's it, I'm not even a lawyer, I've not even studied law or anything like that, but it's not irrelevant because you're circling in on a point. But you're
0: not his lawyer, right? She is MJ Akbar's lawyer and she has to do whatever she has to do to defend her client.
1: Within the code of conduct of the court and b- abiding by the ethics of law.
0: Yeah, that see, doesn't say that she can't. No, no, raise but objections. is not making
2: that. Pangaro is saying that even logically and even from a non—you don't have to be a legal expert to know this—that what uh, Rebecca John was arguing was rather logical and it makes sense to give that context. How do you see? How it's is irrelevant? it possible that every that there are multiple women who have told M J Akbar that there are multiple women who have accused M J Akbar of falling that? Hotel room, mein ja ke, bula ke, mm-hmm. then you know, trying to be very touchy about things that that that's been a pattern. So, obviously, Rebecca was trying to point to that pattern, yeah. right? Yeah. And if, if the the other lawyer is trying to say it's irrelevant, well, ma'am, surprised but it's not.
0: No, but as a person who's watching it from the outside, it's not, right? But as the lawyer who's defending MJ Akbar, the case at hand is his defamation against. Priya Ramani. Did she defame him? Did she not? That is something that the lawyer is concerned with, right? Right. When we talk about Geeta Lutra. and she's saying, Harvey Weinstein's case, which happened outside the country, how is this relevant to M.J. Akbar versus Priya Ramani? So she, as M.J. Akbar's lawyer, is going to defend and then it becomes the judge's call to decide whether it's relevant or not.
2: No, but defamation would definitely depend on the legitimacy of Priya Ramani's charges. And if you have to prove that legitimacy, then what Rebecca John is doing is reasonable.
0: I'm not saying it's not reasonable, but I'm saying what both the lawyers are doing is what they're doing because they're lawyers.
1: I think John is just playing it fair and Geeta Lutra is just being herself. Okay, <laughs> uh,
0: But tell me this, were there other media houses? Yeah. How's the coverage been? Do you think it's gotten enough coverage? Do you think it should get more coverage?
1: So surprisingly, it's this time for the first time, actually, since I've been covering the case for a while now. This time, there was a reporter from the Telegraph in Calcutta who showed up to cover it, who was talking to John, etc. They
0: came from Calcutta yeah, or yeah. was this reporter from Delhi?
1: No, I think there were two boys who came from Calcutta to cover this because this is the first time wow. I've seen them in court. Yeah. So, the I mean, there's always the caravan wire where uh, the quint is there. So it does receive the coverage that it's meant to get. I don't know why... the. Uh, why television would not do something or the other on it, you know? Maybe because, like, you don't have visuals or B-roll or whatever. But there should be, like, a certain slot where you can push in the story because he's an ex-union minister, yeah, after all.
0: I think NDTV does that sometimes, but not right after it, but in the evening before prime time. I have seen some coverage. Moving on, coming to exit polls. I really thought they were super over-reported, given how opaque and unreliable exit polls are. And... Just the indulgence of media, journalists, political parties, I thought it was a bit too much. Having said that, several exit polls have predicted a clear win for the BJP-led NDA. But there are some things we should look at with caution, some questions that need to be raised when we are talking about exit polls. First, what is the sample size of all these polls who are giving BJP-led NDA a clear win, right? Is the sample size diverse and representative enough? Or are they just taking urban people? Are they just taking people from one particular... Hmm. region? uh, Is there caste diversity? The challenge when we're talking about diversity and representation in the sample size, it is getting the caste, class, gender math right because these are the vote banks a lot of political parties are depending on. So some agencies like today's Chanakya, they release caste-wise support estimates for different political parties, right? And then they extrapolate this data to give approximate population share of these different groups but such a method is bound to dilute the random sampling process right randomization to remove the human bias if i am picking a particular group that means that process of eliminating human bias is not being eliminated so mm. bias is supposed will creep in so, I mean, when we are looking at exit poll numbers, are we taking all this in, into consideration? Then there's this question of converting vote shares into seat shares. There's so much opacity. Mm. How are you saying that, this pollster who's converted itna, itna is party ko vote share milega into itna seat? what is the methodology?
2: Which is the toughest part, by the way. And to polling convert, is a science, right? Yes, I mean. To convert the seat share into the number of seats you've actually won. That's the biggest challenge any polling survey faces.
0: And I think one pollster also said that the seat share projections were based on quote unquote, popularity of that political party and not the candidate.
2: Access My India. Yes. I can totally believe that by the way. I
0: mean, this is odd to say the least. So I
2: mean, that that was the Access My India poll and they, they've done that and they just did took down their, uh, you know, candidate by candidate projection mm-hmm. on their website but now uh, they've just put up a search bar on the Mm -hmm. India Today website in special article and you can go and search for the constituency. So I think they updated something in the middle and it's back up again. But yeah, it's a very questionable methodology. Mm -hmm. And they claim to have a sample size of 8 lakh people. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest among all of them. I mean, Um, the
0: question is, how are they reaching out to so many people? Is it based on an app? Is it in person interviews mm. i mean if we don't have any details about it is it reliable and given the number of times the polls exit polls go wrong case in point being the 2017 gujarat assembly elections when the vote share of the bjp was 50% and it came uh, and it was 2 percentage points more than what it had in 2012 right yet the bjp's number of seats came down from 115 to 99 between 2012 and 2017 i mean if the conversion is not reliable the numbers are not reliable the data is not reliable it's opaque then why are we indulging in exit polls so much
1: so i think it's been a pattern for since forever about the importance given to exit polls but in a very personal opinion and without not sounding too crass i would like to say that it's one of those uh it's one of those pre-ejaculation sort of scenes because you just can't hold it in till the election results are out yeah so you just have to like you know dude, let's just do this on a Sunday and like, it has absolutely no value. It has like, okay, cool, maybe Chanakya got it spot on in 14. But apart from that, we've seen it go so terribly wrong and once again what value does it have to someone sitting at home and watching TV what yeah. is
2: exactly and then imagine if there are 8 exit polls and the way if they even take you know 3 lakh people sampling size and hmm. they easily spend good 90-100 crore hmm. on making sure what their predictions are Or the way exit polls go it's only right so only <laughs> the crore, 100 crore. It's the closest to that. One company, 100 crore is justified when it comes to spending. It's not 700 crore of people who are in the same
1: polling agency. Hmm. But this is one thing, I'm going to do it, so that will make up so much money.
2: So the, then that, the realization from that is that it's not about not predicting worth, things yeah. at all. It's
3: so about
0: just, about, which is why I mean, given all. Sorry.
3: I'm going to say that i exit poll. I'm going to say that I'm going to say that I'm going Organization, ऑर्गेनाइजेशन ने ऐसे एक जुट पुल कराना था योगी सरकार के आने से पहले तो लड़कों को दिया जाता था क्या करते थे 200 300 कॉपी उनको दी गई अब तो फोन पे भी हो रहा है बट कॉपी उस वक्त कॉपी पे कागज पे कराया जाता है वो दिन भर घूमते थे शाम को गए किसी पानवान की दुकान पे बैठे सिगरेट लिया 200 pan ki 10 20 and was this
0: happening like right after polling during polling before the poll dates were
3: announced this
0: brings me to a very important point concerning uh, exit polls. So, Section 126A of the Representation of the People Act says that, quote, no person shall conduct any exit polls and publish or publicize the exit result of any exit polls during such a period as notified by the Election Commission, unquote. It's not just publicizing the results. It's not just giving out the numbers, but they cannot conduct these polls during the elections. Mm. And this period, as notified by the Election Commission, is from the first day of polling, from the first time the polling opens to 30 minutes after the last polling closes. And if pollsters are doing the surveys during the polling, they are in clear violation of this act. I yeah.
2: remember seeing this on your Instagram story, and you made uh, a point And the election commission chooses to overlook it. So and Rukmini wrote a piece for the print in which she clarified this, yeah. saying that the election commission deliberately overlooks it.
0: And this um, blows my mind. I mean, mm. it's there in the act. Mm. Then what is the election commission doing? And I mean, these pollsters have a lot of questions to answer, man. Mm. But... Moving on with a lot of after a lot of outrage, Ayush, what's your recommendation? Uh,
2: my recommendation is this essay, which I thought was probably one of the best political essays written in the five years of Modi uh, government. It's uh, Caravan's May story called "The Liberals Who Loved and Lost Modi" by Praveen Dhondi. I think it was just a fantastic read. So. Anyone who's not subscribed to Caravan should go and subscribe and read it. And those who have subscribed it, they should make something good of their subscription and go and read it as well.
0: I think Praveen is one excellent reporter.
2: Yeah, and this is not just a report. This is just, uh, you know, being an essayist and putting your ideas out so
1: well. So that's there.
0: Gaurav, what's your recommendation?
1: It's this piece for The Guardian called Praise for Gandhi Assassin Caps Acrimonious Indian Election Campaign. Uh, it talks about all the mudslinging that's been going on, and uh, I, it's it's written by Michael Safi from Delhi itself. And uh, the piece mainly talks about how how dirty Indian politics gets during election time, how people tend to overlook it, and it talks about everything that Modi has lost out on in the last five years.
0: Basant, what's your recommendation?
3: Raj Sabha channel there is a old so show that is called Kalam Gawa. Hai, so ka naam mm-hmm. hai. जिसमें काफी जो पुराने संपादक हैं जनलिजम के उन सब का इंटर्वीव है जिसमें कुल्दीप नहीर साभ का उसके बाद साइद नकवी का है so Saeed journalism
0: So guys do check that out and two recommendations that I have is a piece by Roshan Kishore on Hindustan Times. It's about how to read the 2019 exit polls and like Ayush mentioned Rukmani S has written a piece for the print called Four health warnings you need to know before watching the exit poll results 2019. So definitely check out these two pieces and the other recommendations of the panelists. And that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you to everyone who's listening to us. Do write to us. Please send your feedback. We do discuss them. We do think about how to make this podcast better. If you want to send us your feedback, uh, you can tweet to any of us. You can Instagram, DM Gaurav and I, or you can write to me at chariotnewslaundry.com. Also remember to pay to keep news free, independent and azad. You can help us by putting a word out about this super amazing fantastic podcast by young reporters you can tweet it out with hashtag reporters without orders and you can also join us on this podcast dear subscribers and if you want to join us to talk about what's been overreported, to talk about what's been underreported, do write to Parikshit at newslaundry.com or to contact at newslaundry.com. And I hope you subscribe and join a growing tribe. Happy subscribing. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep
1: news independent catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newsroundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.